Chapter 15 Guitar Player Wanted with Flash and Balls That was the ad we placed in the Village Voice. And when we opened the door to our rehearsal space on the appointed day in December 1972, we had a lot of takers, more than 30. <laughs> but becoming a rock star meant looking like a rock star. So we had some specific rules. No bald heads, no beards, and no excess weight. One minute we had been one thing, and a minute later with this guy named Ace Fraley, we became something else, something undeniable. I was absolutely stunned. This is it. This is lethal. This is the goods. Ace had swagger, that's for sure. Ace pulled out his penis, totally out of the blue, and said, This is my dick without a hard-on. Chapter 16 You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, people. Shit gets kind of weird this week. LC has a brand new sidecast of his own. We piss on a Grammy and some recent Ace Freely news. Well, let's just say you might want to get a penicillin shot before listening. Cobras and Fire. I'm LC, and joining me, as always, is my co-sensei, the good vibrating Baco. How are you, sir? I am well. I am glad to see your smiling face this morning. And uh, yes, you know, looks like you got uh, some some uh, work to do on your ceiling there in the basement. There. <laughs> oh yeah, you probably can see the. Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave that story out. But we did have a leak. Okay, uh, leak. So, uh, but. But putting that aside for a, uh, I'm not going to talk about dental work or, or other uh, <laughs> home issues. Improvement. That, that, home improvements this morning. But okay. uh, qu- quick uh, question. Um, I have been, I guess, a little late to the party, but I think a lot of people are new to the party with it with it being on Netflix now. But, but Cobra Kai, um, I have not watched a show that is a combination of brilliant and, and just terrible at the same time in quite a while. Mm. Your, your thoughts? Are you Do you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. I now I do think for the most part because it was a YouTube show, most people missed it when it first came out. I did. I was very in, in, interested in it when I first heard about it. So when there was like a free, you could you could watch YouTube TV for like a week. I caught all of the first series, uh, okay. and then when it went to Netflix, I we watched uh, season two. Um, do you, now one thing that seems to not get in much coverage, and I think it should, is that this show. Would not exist without probably my favorite TV show of the last 20 years, How I Met Your Mother. Are you aware of that? I have watched some of those, but I'm guessing that that is the kind of the uh, uh, different, uh, the, the the narrative of, like, 
he's the bad guy and Johnny's the good guy. Is that what that it is? is like definitely the, re- the first retelling of the story. Exactly. And that, that comes from like the character Barney Stinson uh, looks at uh, uh, Johnny as, as the good guy. And then he breaks down everything. And then shortly after that, someone made a YouTube video of the same thing. Uh, both uh, Ralph Macchio, uh, Zabka, and the guy who plays the original Cobra Kai Sensei have all appeared on How I Met Your Mother at different times as them as their real life selves. Oh, uh, and this that was- part I didn't understand. Oh, so you're seeing it? There's a theory on that show that was that Johnny was the good guy. Sure, is a big poster of the Karate Kid above your bed. Hey, Karate Kid's a great movie. It's the story of a hopeful young karate enthusiast whose dreams and moxie. Take him all the way to the All-Valley Karate Championship. Of course, sadly, he loses in the final round of that nerd kid. But he learns an important lesson about gracefully accepting defeat. Wait, when you watch The Karate Kid, you actually root for that mean blonde boy? No, I root for the scrawny loser from New Jersey who barely even knows karate. When I watch The Karate Kid, I root for The Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence from the Cobra Kai Dojo. Get your head out of your ass, Lily. It is exactly the premise of this show. Was That's it, awesome. And it was broken out uh, in detail in one episode, and then it was a, a returning joke. Like, uh, you know, Barney wants the uh, Anthony or the, the Zapka character to be the best man at, at his or bachelor, or wants him at his bachelor party, but Robin gets it uh, screwed up and gets Ralph Macchio instead, and he's all pissed off about that. The Karate Kid! <laughs> Barney, it's Ralph. Listen, it's always flat. No! I hate Ralph Macchio. I hate him, hate him, hate him. He is not the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid was William Zabka, star pupil of the Cobra Kai Dojo, whom this monster defeated with a cheap, illegal head kick in the most tragically haunting film ending of all time. Oh, see, I thought you meant fun crazy. Shut it, Ralph Macchio. I was almost primed for it. It was like that. But I, I'm convinced that there's zero chance without the writers of that show kind of putting that out in the public that this is happening. But uh... That's interesting. That is probably the, the backstory on that. It's it's brilliant. I got to tell you, man, we're, we're, we're shoehorning this in there because, A, it's 80s, and, and, B, it has Cobra in the title. What do you think, people? That's but good. the um, but, but my point is, is that if you haven't seen the show and if you liked Karate Kid, my God. I mean, how did William Zap? I think I'm saying his right name, his name right. William Zapka. Yeah. His, he is, how did he not have a career? I mean, he's great in it, right? He's the best part of that show <laughs> to me. He's really good. He, his, he, the way he does it and uh, it plays such a shithead in his comments. And I mean, he, he carries that show big time. I mean, Macho is a bit of a cheese ball. That's the problem. That show, man, every time the kids are on screen almost, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want, I don't care about your plot, your subplot. Mm. That's my only thing. Well, they're, they're basically recreating that whole uh, environment, you know, like uh, the same kind of Cobra Kai versus uh, Miyagi-Do. <laughs> I love um, it, though. I, it's, I'll it, tell you this. I, I, look, I saw Karate Kid, obviously. I, I checked out after the first one because it's just like... Me too. Uh, Why? Yeah, well, I never saw story? the other ones. Yeah, and but I, I never liked Machio. Uh, so it was a, a difficult thing for there. This is much better than the movie. I would say if you haven't seen the movie, you don't need to. Uh, they explain the backstory good enough in the first two episodes. So uh, I disagree because you're also going to miss, miss out on Elizabeth Shue. Oh, yeah, there's, they go to cocktail or something like that. If you're gonna if you're gonna sit through a <laughs> shitty movie uh, with, just because of her, at least get some side boo. Oh, That's true. Yeah. That is true. She was she was heavily covered up in the in the original Karate Kid when we watched it. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. That was just giving you an excuse to add an oh yeah oh, there. All right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she's, she's, uh, but uh, she's, uh, but no. oh yeah, baby. 
Yeah, but uh, but I've, I've I've been binging that lately. So you see, she's um, on uh, uh, on a fairly new show, uh, Boys. Oh, really? Uh, that Amazon show. Oh, see, I need to check that out too. That looks very interesting to me. It's like a filthy uh, version of uh, superheroes. I yeah, guess, it's or, it. we or, just started watching, so I'm late to the party on that one. But uh, I was kind of surprised. Recommended. Yeah, so far I think it's all right. Uh, I'm only two okay. episodes in, so I don't really have a whole lot to say. I will tell you this: uh, they definitely set it up uh, that Elizabeth Shue's character is coming in in season three on Cobra Kai. That's, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, that that's going to kick in. I'm so. not spoiling anything for too many. I love. How, have you have you seen the whole season two? I'm I'm halfway through season two, and I, and I never realized too that uh, that Johnny Sensei is pretty much like a poor man's Harrison Ford. You know, they've all actually, considering how long it's been, have held up physically. Goddamn well. right they have. Even yeah. that dude. So. Yeah, man. That guy's like, uh, it's like, it's like, holy shit. He's all living right, in man. a ho- homeless shelter. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, he's like, uh, what a great character. That's well, actually probably very similar to his real life, too. Uh, no no more plot spoilers for you. But yeah, did you have any more on that? I like it. I, I endorse it. If you haven't seen the movie, I would skip it. But you, you think they should watch it. Oh God, yes! I, I watched it to. Uh, I, I basically watched it to to from for my boy to be like, listen, you better fucking have some respect and goddamn do your chores and all this shit, or I'm gonna get Mr. Miyagi on your ass. Come on. Uh, anyway, it was cool re uh, get jumping back into that, and and that'd be good if there was more shows like that, kind of that takes those old repurposes. I don't know. It, it might. I like the idea. If anyway, you're, if you're gonna rehash an old idea. I like have this better it. than like, how about we call it Ghostbusters and just make all the men women? Oh, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. this is a cool version of, of, of doing it. Yeah. Um, so. and, and if you notice, they're, they're putting a little more female effort into the, to the characters that they're introducing. They're new yep. characters. The story has continued and grown. It's not the same fucking shit. So right. it's not just trying to take that marketing angle of the title and putting it back out there, which, of course, is part of it, too, but. God, all I know is those guys had to be thrilled to get that call. Oh, I guess to go work again. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. I mean, how, how much does uh, a guest appearance on three episodes of How I Met Your Mother pay? Yeah, that's the only work exactly. they had. Well, so, and, and Barney Stinson, played by Neil Patrick Harris, his career was pretty much revived by his role in uh, 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 the, the White Castle movie. Uh, oh, oh, the uh, K- Kumar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. What is the other guy's name? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. There we go. That's right. So. so thus thus concludes the TV guide portion of this show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm excited to, to, to throw your way, though, if, if I may. Oh, I'm um, all ears. That is. So, uh, first off, you know, I, it, it's been great seeing the whole whatever, never mind, you know, pod uh, sidecast grow and the side interviews. And, and, and I love listening to it every week. And uh, so, first off, just, give you a, just to give you a little pat on the back at Great job on that sidecast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for your support. Yeah, and and it's 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 kind of it's you know um, it's both fueled my creative juices. Um, <laughs> All right. And and, and and I had an idea uh, that I was going to propose to you and just to get your thoughts and maybe some some, some thoughts from the audience as well. If I like may. your own sidecast. Yeah, my own sidecast. Okay, what do we got? So. Um, you know, recently I've been when we were on the pods and sods. You know, we've pretty much been accused of. Is there smoke going on? Yeah. Or is that your coffee? No, I just blew out a candle. Okay, I was like, what the hell's going on? Man? <laughs> <laughs> I, better, I just wanted to let you know in case you didn't know your studio's on fire. <laughs> now, 
Uh, anyway, um, it's a scented but, candle, uh, warm, warm tobacco pipe. Excellent, excellent yeah. incense. I got my clogs right, so, on. <laughs> scented awesome. candles, guys. Guys, tai chi. You sure you're not in Denver? Yeah. Um, so, but but going back to this, we have been accused by Paws and Sods of pretty much ripping off everything they've ever done from <laughs> from 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 footwear to theme ideas to this to that. It, it, it's quite ridiculous. So furniture, I you just, motherfucker. Yeah, furniture, all, all these kind of things. So so it, it, and I should say it's mostly from Craig Smith. Eric's been a little more subtle on it, but uh, pretty much some pretty strong accusations there. So I've decided why <laughs> even dance around this anymore? I'd like to just go all in on this, okay? And uh, recently, uh, because they like numbers there, you know, on the Pods and Sods Network, uh, Craig and Eric, they have things like the six-pack episodes. They have they have all these different things too, kind of sidecasts, if, if you will. Two so they have a new in. one. Yes, exactly. They have a new one called I like Two numbers Picked. a lot. Yeah, right. So now they have two pick ten. Um, and I was thinking that I could do it. And basically they have premise on that is they have two people. You have Craig and a, and a guest host of sorts where they each pick their favorite ten songs from an artist. You get the idea? Two pick mm-hmm. ten? Make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I've decided, um, and I was going to have you on as a first guest uh, on the sidecast. I was going to call call my sidecast two pick zero. <laughs> And uh, and so the problem, and, and, and we pick an artist. So the first artist I was thinking about was to do Two Pick Zero, um, starring Radiohead, oh, featuring that's a Radiohead. Good one. Yeah, you think so? Okay, zero so is it, one less than the number of Radiohead songs I can name off the top of my head. <laughs> that's right, right. <laughs> but hey, so, I'm a creep. <laughs> so I was thinking we could do that real, real quick. And and, and and the thing about sidecasts is one of the reasons we have sidecasts is we don't have enough time. But I figured this is a sidecast that that. Uh, you know, I could fit into my busy schedule. Oh, so, so we're actually the sidecast is actually going to be part of this episode. Well, just just as an example, okay. Just this right. one, this is a, oh, this, this is, is a, a teaser preview of it. This is a teaser. So you ready? Hey, everybody! This is LC. Welcome to a new Cobras and Fire sidecast. Two pick zero. Ease yeah. back and enjoy. Racer's well worn because I make a lot of mistakes. Got <laughs> <laughs> a jerk off station for God's sakes. Hey! I'm a Grammy award winning producer. I worked with Motorhead. <laughs> this is bananas. Oh, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? Bananas. Tuckacon. Welcome to Two Pick Zero. My name is LC, and I'm joined this week by Baco. And this week, we are going to discuss Radiohead. Two pick zero. Baco, any radio songs, Radiohead songs that you'd like to feature? No. Me as well. I have nothing. <laughs> Thank you for joining. We'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed two pick zero. Tune in next week. When we pick zero songs again, yeah. and then like next it. week, yeah. I, ne- next week also, I think I could do fish. The we could fish. do fish. The fish. Fish. Uh, what's another one? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we do Chevelle. Monkeys. The monkeys. Come on, there's got to be something there. <laughs> two pick. Two, yeah, come on. Last two, train to Clarksville is worth a, a spin or two. Uh, yeah. Stepping stone. Other, 
Any other ones we could we could do the list on? I could just like, I could throw these out. Like, shit, I could record like I could just call a random podcast. Could and it, bust could these it out. be record like, specific? Uh, like uh, Ace Frehley Origins <laughs> two. <laughs> two pick zero. See, look at it. So much content we could have quickly, oh. and we could pick we could catch up to Toomey on the number of episodes within a month. Oh, and our 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 our, our, our numbers would go through the roof because you could That's do right. like fifty of these a week. <laughs> How'd you guys get another two hundred thousand spins last week? <laughs> last year, ah, two pick zero. We we introduced the speed podcasting thirty second That's episodes. Right. That's right. All I need is an intro and outro music done. So yeah. ex- expect one coming out soon. That's all I got. So you like the idea? <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. As we were recording this, we are just coming off a pretty banner week for us. We both did interviews, and I don't know if you want to talk about the shit show that it was trying to actually get those things launched and how we had this great idea that kind of backfired, but everything sure. kind of worked out. Uh, we, we Both of our interviews got picked up by multiple places. I did Michael Sweet. You did the Jean-Paul, is it Gaster? Uh, from, uh, yeah, yeah. Jean-Paul Gaster. I made sure I checked the uh, pronunciation on Google first. Cool, because uh, Google's never wrong on that. Uh, nope, never. With uh, From Clutch. So, uh, But no, they're yep. both uh, very entertaining. Now, I, Michael Sweet's been on the show five times, so <laughs> we had uh, we, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about other than Cardi B. I uh, <laughs> love the headline, but it was just like, God, this is like, this might be the most misleading uh Way to represent this interview out of all the things I could have grabbed. Not because I was just, I was really just kind of being a dick to him, kind of taking one of his quotes sure. and having fun with him. So, but but I so basically like every blabbermouth headline. Yeah, I guess. I mean, some of them are, are better uh, than others, but yeah, it's mostly all all you know click click baity. But uh, no, I mean we uh, Cobras and Fire own the news cycle for uh, <laughs> to, to, just just so you know that within two three days. But no, it was it was it was pretty funny because. Um, just to give you some some uh, uh, I guess behind the scenes things. You had had the the genius idea of putting two <laughs> interviews out the same day and naming them the same episode number <laughs> <laughs> to be kind of cute. Uh, yeah. But um, so there's some technical difficulties where uh, the the internet's exploded because we had it posted at the exact same time. And long story short, it didn't go up on the website the right way. But then at the same time, these things were starting to be picked up by blabbermouth and whatnot. So in the back end, things are kind of a clusterfuck. Um, but yeah, we just, we've never, we've never had, we never had them picked up quite that quick. That's what I mean. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that they were being picked up that quick 
at the same time of not even being up the right way in certain uh, platforms was uh, was amusing. Just, yeah, we, uh, anyway. I, I hadn't done any of the uh, press releases to get any of that, their attention on that kind of stuff, all that good right. stuff. We, you know, we were like, well, fuck it. I get because I, you know, I couldn't send it to the publicist. And all of a sudden, right. Blabbermouth is running with it. I'm like, God damn it. It's <laughs> it was a comedy of errors. Yeah, we, we learned a thing or two at the same time. but We did. But, but what we'll say is that for anybody out there, just like anything, if you're whoever's sharing or recommending or sharing links or however this mm. is, you never know how people are finding out about these things. So just please continue to do what you do as our, as our fans. Because um, um, something tells me one of those things are, is what's, what's happening. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it seemed, it, obviously they know how to find us. Without us sending it to him, so that's that's what I'm saying. So yeah. thank you for anybody that's that's helped uh, share our show. But uh, yes, so it was that was a lot of fun. Um, I again, just like the sidecast, I have a lot of of of, of fire underneath me to, to start reaching out and actually doing interviews and contributing content on my end, not not putting all that responsibility on your end, Marco. <laughs> so um, uh, uh, well, I look forward anyway. to more of that. You know, I like uh, yeah. hearing the interviews you do too. Yeah, great job with uh, uh, Jean Paul. By the way, it was a fun listen. Yeah, you, with with my efforts, I should have at least one more interview in the next year coming out. Awesome! That's uh, that's really gonna, it's <laughs> gonna, uh, that's uh, that's a bringing up your quota quite a bit there. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, you'll be covered for twenty twenty two then. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, but no, we're 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 happy to see everybody is enjoying all these uh, sidecasts and interview episodes and, and things like that. Um, at this point, too, I gotta say that I've really enjoyed uh, the most recent um, uh, guest appearance by Sinzak with with Allison Chains and. And facelift and everybody that's contributed there, as well as the fact that of the the additional book interview, um, uh, interview with uh, what's his name again? David Desola. Thank you, thank you. I, t- yeah. I couldn't pull it right then, but uh, yeah. yeah if, lot, if, you, of... if you like the Facebook, uh, the facelift half of the interview, uh, things get a lot more interesting with the the second half of the interview, which I'm going to release with the the dirt episode. So okay, I, mean, I still thought it was well. I'm looking forward to that one too because it was it was interesting as as. Just that part, so not the greatest audio, and he was supposedly on a landline. Yeah, uh, that was the only thing I'll. But but I could I could punch through. Even yeah. Though. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully most people will. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was a good guest and very uh, I don't know he was really talkative. Um, yeah. Now I'm he not does sh- have he does have he does have, share uh, a, a a a phone plan with Doyle. <laughs> well, with that, uh, I'm not sure when this exactly when this episode's coming out, so I'm not sure if it'll be out yet or not. But I did a guest appearance on Growing Up Rock uh, recently, so uh, look for that. Um, but one thing they talked about on there that I wanted to get into here was that Quiet Riot is going to continue touring without any of the original members. Like now, you know, uh, as most people know, Frankie passed a few weeks ago. And so they're going to go forward with Jizzy, uh, Alex Grassi, um, uh, what's the, the Chuck Wright? I believe is the bass player, and I, I don't know the the drummer's name off the top of my head, but he's the guy who's been filling in for Frankie while he was getting his cancer treatment and stuff of that nature. Now apparently they have Frankie's blessing, and I I actually believe that Frankie probably literally asked them to continue on. That just seems like a Frankie Italian kind of thing to do. It's like. Uh, uh, so I, I don't doubt it, but here, here's my, uh, summary on, on, on this. It might shock some people, but, uh, who cares? <laughs> Go do it. I, it's just quiet, right? That's kind of what my, my thing was going to be. <laughs> I, I figured you were going to be offended by it. Now it's just like, does anybody, did anybody really care that Frankie 
not to take away from him, saying they're basically like, hey, I will not see Quiet Riot live unless at least the drummer is in, <laughs> is in, is in the band. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's almost like a whole rat Bobby Blotzer thing uh, to me. I mean, they're a band that's that's known for basically two covers in a way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, uh, come on, feel the noise. And uh, what's the other one? Mama, we're all crazy now. There you go. They're, I would they're, even argue that that song isn't that well known by them at no, this stage prob- of the game. It's Metal Health what? and Come On Feel the Noise. Ba- yes. It's, yeah, Bang Your Head. Yep. And I know Correct. Wally Gators in Canada right now punching a, uh, uh, somebody's dog or whatever Canadians punch when they get angry. Um, or or maybe just taking a picture grabbing each other's asses that, uh, <laughs> that uh, I don't know where they got that idea from. Yeah, that, that, that was fresh and original. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was that was Rich. I don't know how big of a Quiet Riot fan Rich is. I know Wally, Wally Gator, <laughs> the Meister doesn't <laughs> care about Quiet Riot as much as Wally does. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry Wally, I, I, I'm just speaking the truth. It's not meant to be a cheap shot or an insult. This is just the reality is that that when they're on these bills, they're going to be early in the day. They're going to be there. Half because they don't have anybody left in the band, and half because people really only want to hear those two songs that you know are probably either going to be the first and last song or the second to last and last song. But I'll tell you this much, too, though. I think that Quiet Right needs to up their ante on this, and I think that they can almost do like a Kiss thing where they are a faceless band, okay? Yeah. So what I would see, if I was a fan, or, or not a fan, but just somebody that knew those two songs, I would fully expect it to be like a Slipknot show, and for those... The, the fucking like crazy mask on top of the album cover oh. that everybody should be wearing everybody should be wearing the metal health mask it just wear those get mm. on stage that way you could have anybody you could do fuck holograms this is a cheap version of hologram you just find five dudes they just lip sync and put those masks on call it quiet riot done it's like it's like baby metal do you think um, we're going to find out in a year that Frankie also said, I want you to record new music <laughs> <laughs> god I hope not uh, Frontiers, Frontiers will have a slot for them. Yeah, I've heard that they are actually remastering QR three, so that yeah. should be coming out soon. Mm, nice. <laughs> now, who's going to oversee album. that project? Uh, Kevin's mom. <laughs> I don't know. There's a Soundgarden joke in there for you, Joey Haney. Uh, All I know is that that's what I'm looking for. Please, listen. If you're in the Q, the the QR camp, is is that is that that's what they call it in the uh, in the industry? Uh, put on your little. Metal health masks and get up on that stage and fucking bang your bang those heads. I'm actually starting my own quiet riot that's going to go out. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, th- I think Frankie would have wanted me to. <laughs> I, I can't that say for sense. certain. Uh, we weren't able to connect ever. Um, but uh, uh, now, in all seriousness, I do think it's different because it is just quiet riot, and these guys are connected. Chuck Wright was in the band long enough that. I don't know. I, I don't even know that I, I care that much about any of that, that lineage stuff. It, to me, it's different that if you're talking like Aerosmith or Kiss or Zeppelin, these, these bigger acts, uh, Motley Crue, that kind of thing. I, I, I just don't think it really matters if it's bands like Steel Hearts, Trickster, uh, and Quiet Riot. You know what I mean? Just to, just to, and largely because of success, the, that, that also ties into like emotional connection with the audience, that kind of thing. Um, I think people just really want to hear the hits. And it's not like these guys are going to be really cashing in. They're basically going to be making a living by doing this. So no no, no, no problem. Exactly. I mean, everybody needs <coughs> a band to play at 2 o'clock at Freedom Fest. I'm an ex-graduate, pile driver. Mama says that I never, never 
my gun Got no brains I'm insane Teacher says That I'm one big pain I'm like a laser Six streaming razor I got a mouth Like an alligator I want it louder With more power I'm gonna rock you Till it strikes the hour So bang your head So, as we are wont to do, we love talking about music industry stuff, right? Yeah. little insider, insider baseball, if you will, things of that nature. Uh, gets our, we get all worked up about these type of things. And uh, there's another person that gets worked up about these things. Not really in our, our genre, but it doesn't matter because we're talking about industry stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, Baco? The business. The business. You got some business information to, to, to discuss. Yes? Yeah. And I think um, anybody that, that knows me a, li- a little bit through the show or just on Facebook, that uh, I have a bit of a uh, a love-hate thing with Kanye. I, I, I find him fascinating. <laughs> I, his music, there's one song I like and everything else I've heard is unlistenable to me. Um, but he has got so many nuts opinions and it and, and I do have to admit I do think he's it's come to light that basically he does have some uh, mental issues that that he needs to deal with in that situation I don't want to comment on that too much cuz I just don't know that much so it is kind of hard I have to balance some sympathy or empathy for the guy between also really enjoying when he goes off the rails uh like I, I loved his presidential uh, uh campaign speech and the weird thing is that if you if you sift through it there is a little genius to to everything the nuts shits that he says, but but for what we're talking about today, he recently was go, went on blast on Twitter attacking the music industry. The crux of it being that he wants more fair contracts, and he makes a lot of really salient points that I think most rational people that aren't the record companies could agree with you know what i mean he basically he's trying to advocate for musicians to own their own masters that's a big part of what he's trying to get at and he also talks about how contracts are just way too fucking complicated and he's like he didn't know that he had five contracts with his record company until he started doing this and 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 through all these tweets he's like he couldn't figure out how to upload a pdf so he had to do screen caps of each (laughs) page of his contract and so he's got a hundred 116 tweets that are every page of all of his contracts. Now, first off, before you even go any further on that, are you surprised you can't figure out how to upload Yeah. All you need to know is is that a man that, that takes takes his phone and takes a picture of each page of his contract probably doesn't know he has five contracts. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Can you imagine all day just snip tweet my god please continue (laughs) i just want to know if bob ezrin got his uh bob ezrin's kids got their free pairs of yeezys that uh, kanye promised them a couple years ago i i don't i didn't know anything about that but but i I hope so yes well speaking of shoes uh one of the things he he tweeted out was phil knight who owns nike he says phil knight is worth 40 billion michael jordan his is worth 1.6 billion and Phil Knight never had to jump from the free throw line. I think what he's trying to say there is like, 
Phil Knight made $40 million on the back of Michael Jordan, which is somewhat a valid point. Now, he loses me a little bit. He got this one. If you go through his tweets, you'll find out where he got the $1.6 billion. He Googled okay. Michael Jackson's or Michael Jordan's net worth. And you know those things that show up that just randomly, it's like, yeah. At, yeah. In every, I mean, I remember Bruce Kulik, like, even in my interview with him, said, like, that is such garbage. I don't have that much money, you know? So right. that's his source. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I, I think he's still got a valid point there. And now when he, oh, t- how he tries to tie it into the music industry, he's, he's like, so he wants all of his like fellow artists to share their contracts like he is. Just throw this shit out there. Let's let everybody see this. And he, he compares it to, oh, uh, I don't know, slavery in a bit. He says, but this is more like choosing to be a slave. So we have to be smarter about this stuff. So he's going down kind of two paths. He's trying to educate the next generation, like own your masters. This is where the money is. And he talked about, he, I love this tweet. He's like, my kid's going to own my masters, not Universal or Sony. Sorry. Oh, that, that's, that's, I, I like that concept. Point. Yeah, I do. Sure. Now, for me, I think if a company gives you hundreds of thousands of dollars, they are entitled to some profit, I think. But I think there has to be kind of a line set at a certain point where it's automatic. If you've doubled your money, they go back to the creator. Um, and, and now how that's determined, I don't know, especially with <laughs> hip hop when so much of their shit is sampled, who fucking gets to own it? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I like where he's going here uh, from a business sense, but he also has all sorts of nut shit in here. Yeah. There's the screen cap of the Google thing. She take my money. <laughs> I, that, that's amazing. All I, what's well, all comes down to the, to people all of a sudden realize when somebody says like, let's say, uh, I don't know. Taylor Swift is rich. Um, mm-hmm. They go, okay, she's rich, but her label, the owner of the label, is wealthy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they, I think the people all of a sudden they're realizing it doesn't matter how much. Well, it's just like working for anybody. You know, yeah. you're, you're working on somebody else's uh, thing. But but there's more things like people not understanding Spotify. Like the Spotify CEO, he might be uh, rich, but the people that are well, maybe he he is on that end. But That's a actual, horrible like, example. That would be more what Kanye is talking about. Guys like the people from Spotify aren't doing anything, but they're getting wealthier than the artists are. She take my money. There you go. That's a better. That's a better example, right? Yeah. Uh, now yeah. Taylor Swift does come up in here. He talked about. He showed an exchange between him and his lawyer. Of course, <laughs> he's just got everything out there. Talking about their 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 options and how this could possibly go forward. And he says one of the options is. You could buy them out, buy your masters like Taylor Swift did. It cost her three hundred million. It's probably going to cost you a little more than that. And he's like, "I ain't giving Sony shit <laughs> or something like that." Was his reply? But so yeah, so Taylor Swift went th- went through a very public situation to get her control of her music, and that was kind of even shittier because like what it was is that that her masters th- that company was bought by Kanye's manager, and Kanye and his manager had actually done some stuff to actually kind of hold back her career a little bit and that the idea that you now are forced to work with this person is kind of bullshit you know what i mean and that's kind of actually where he's going here even though he's kind of with the culprit in some of this shit but why well, I, I just hope that a lot more more artists have mental breakdowns in twitter yeah and, uh, and you get some of the get some of this stuff out there other highlights is you find out that his daughter prefers the poop emoji with a smiley face on it okay good you've definitely done your research there yeah, and you know he he gets to the point where he actually tweeted a video. I shared it on the Cobra page, uh, thinking that we might talk about it. But uh, he threw his Grammy in a toilet and pissed on it. 
Now, oh yes, yes, uh, uh, which I enjoyed because you know you know my thoughts on the Grammys, but and it, the tweet says, "Trust me, I won't stop." He keeps saying that in all these tweets. He's like, "I ain't stopping." The, I think the the best thing about all this is that Kanye has said he's not going to record any more music until this gets resolved. Uh, <laughs> so let's hope it never gets resolved. <laughs> exciting news and that is that vanilla fudge is about to release the remaster the remastered cover of led zeppelin's immigrant song what do you think well i when you said you had some exciting news that's my favorite kind of news um but uh, i i think you kind of you over you over promised and under delivered here uh <laughs> i'm not sure i did I mean, i'm not sure if you know this but vanilla fudge will release a new album in 2021 the supreme vanilla fudge now you now are you in a little bit more? Oh yeah, does no. this mean they're going to be doing a bunch of Supremes tunes? Uh, yes, that's correct. The 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 classic Fudge way, as the article says. Yeah, so, now, uh, looking this up, I saw that they actually have a cover of that Supreme song, "Keep Me Hanging On," that is supposedly their biggest hit. Set me free. not what i remember but uh boy uh vanilla fudge haven't heard that name in a while so did you remember that band yes. from the 90s fudge tunnel <laughs> <laughs> wow um i think ace freely did oh, we'll yeah later. he did <laughs> more on that to come <laughs> but but yeah i mean I, I if that is their song that's that's good to know first of all I, i've always just vanilla fudge is just one of those bands first off the picture of them is amazing they, they you talk yeah. about corpse of Dawkins. Corps of fudge on this picture of, of the yeah, uh, Carmine Apicene hasn't aged today. <laughs> Not at all. Not since it's 2019. A... Anyway, he looks about the same. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, first off, he's old as fuck. Always... Though, let's be honest. How old? He's got to be in his yeah. late 70s. I don't know. This, this band just from the from the first time I've seen their album. Hey, well, their... briefly, what? briefly a member of the Vinnie Vincent reunion that never happened. <laughs> oh yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, carry but, on. But 
Uh, just just the actual <laughs> logo is is looks like something that, you know, I'm guessing it's supposed to look like the side of like a Ben and Jerry's carton of ice cream or some shit. Like it's just a goofy ass name. I, I just it's been all this one of these bands where I'm like, who are these guys and what's their song? And just like you did, like, what is their song and what's their name? I mean, this is one of those things like perfectly rated names. You get mad at me. You gonna call me out on that? Is that the wrong? Oh is that the yeah, wrong thing? yeah. We should touch on that. Uh, okay, uh, I, 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 I'll let you finish your thought. But yeah, we need to clean up something on the perfectly rated deal. All right, I'm setting you up, bro. But uh, what a setup. Yeah. So vanilla, vanilla fudge. First off, if somebody offers you a piece of white chocolate, fuck that Hershey's bar white chocolate. What's the point? It always tastes terrible, right? Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, I I know plenty of people that are. I don't think it's. We're not talking about oh, what was like uh, candy corn. You know what I mean? Like that's universally hated. Yes. So that's the I, I would that's, say that's, yeah. six or seven out of ten people do not like white chocolate. Yeah. So then you got vanilla fudge. What's the point? Fudge yeah, in general, I, just, I think, is gross. Fuck you, Baco. Yes, uh, I, I do too. It's fudge is like the hobo version of chocolate. No one cares. You say? Loose. Exactly. It's like they just got enough sugar and some, some uh, I don't know, stuff, and they kind of smash it together. And what's <laughs> up with every single small – and what's up with – it's like something you make in your backyard in the sun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like fudge. But but then again, fudge again, stupid name. Uh, but you go to any kind of – if you go antiquing, I guarantee you when you were – you saw some of the Nazis. There were fudge stores in that kind of area too, right? Antiques. Oh, yeah. Like, Homemade candy with all sorts of flavors of fudge. It, where the fuck – is the mark what's the market for fudge and taffy? Taffy and fudge everywhere you go to some kind of small downtown area, right? Right, but here's the thing now. It's no longer just fudge. Every everything is over uh over uh adjective now when it comes to food. It's not bacon cheeseburger, it's hickory smoked bacon cheese, you know, it, it's it's always something. So yeah, you have like these, you know, uh pistachio pistachio salted caramel fudge. It's got to be yeah. a fucking all this shit, you know, so yeah. Yeah, what the hell? Why you got to you got to put salt in everything now, right? Yeah, That's apparently. the whole thing. Sea salt. Salt this. Yeah, sea salt. It's got to be not, that, Himalayan. It's too much. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> I just want band, goddamn salt. Yes. But my whole thing is uh is that when I hear vanilla fudge, all it does is a make me get angry about white chocolate, b get <laughs> angry about the fudge industry and taffy and and antiquing and stuff like that, and it takes away from the experience of their their output, their catalog of music. So I say, down with Vanilla Fudge and any variation of... Uh, they are basically the Crystal Pepsi of, of, of cola. <laughs> yeah, of bands? Vanilla Fudge yeah, is the cri- Crystal Pepsi? I'm with that. Okay, can, can are you down? I am. Uh, and, and Golden Robot Records, too, so that's a big deal for them. Um, <sighs> I wonder if they, they were like... Uh, do you think they were asked to do this or like approached how, do, how does this even come to fruition like uh I man don't know. you know what we need some fucking vanilla fudge playing supreme covers <laughs> right well, that doesn't even make any sense that makes almost as much sense as the uh, temptations opening for van halen on their reunion thing or whatever mm. that was what was it the temptations i yeah, i'm not sure yeah i don't, I don't i'm not sure yeah. what you're talking about but that, uh, that's gonna come off wrong because i guarantee it's another soul band and, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, i'll be i'll be i'll be i'll be absolutely annihilated for that for that uh uh, uh oh i i think i know what it was it was uh um, uh, it was Cameo. That's who was opening for them. Oh, uh, no, I'm nice. sorry. That wasn't Yeah, it. you're right. It was that Cameo. Was, uh... I remember that 100% now. <laughs> Y'all pretty ladies around the world got a weird thing to show you something. <laughs> 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 
showed up. Come on. Oh, I can't. I can't wait for the. Uh, uh, you can't tell these bands apart comments coming up uh, soon. <laughs> oh boy! All right, all credibility out the window. Uh, you want to move on from from to some other news? Well, do you want me to take take you to task over this uh, uh, perfectly rated nonsense, or should we just move on? Oh, yes, no, please. All right. Well, uh, the, the term perfectly rated is used a lot on this show, uh, and it's come up in a couple of your interviews recently. Uh, and and you're, you're wonderful and, and, and excellent interviews that people should check out with Marty McCoy and Jean-Paul from uh, Clutch. But um, yeah. before uh, this show, before I wrote for Decibel Geek, I had a, I think people have heard me mention my blog, Snark at the Moon. And that's where perfectly, I, an article I wrote there is where perfectly rated comes from. And perfectly rated to correct you in the way you've been using it pretty much all the time. You know, well, as you want to do. Anytime I, I, I kind of come up with something and start sharing it with you, you hear about the first three syllables, make a complete conclusion, and then from that point on, you're gone. Um, there is no reeling you back. So I've just kind of like sat here in, in the background. But no, I think it's time to, um, to, to, to kind of set the record straight a little bit. In that article, it was not about the way you kind of present it, which is like, you, in your head, it's like a checklist. Good name, good look, good. It's none of those things. Because every one of those arguments that you try to like, you know, you like, but you like checkboxes. You like black and white. You like, this is correct, this is wrong. Do this, this happens. I get that. And I, and, and I realize that that's how your brain works. But uh, since this was something that, that I kind of unleashed into the world, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pull it back a little bit and take some ownership here. It was hmm. actually a lot more about bands like Van Halen than it was bands like Black and Blue. Now, I used the comparisons on both ends, but it was never about this one thing. It was just more along the lines of like, and it was never really about the bands. It was about the fans. You never hear really anybody complain about Van Halen. I mean, other than Sammy Hagar Van Halen, but that's a different kind of topic. But, you know, you hear fans of like bands like Black and Blue, Kicks, that kind of stuff, always talk about how their band King's X is being underrated. And it dawned on me when I was kind of coming up with the idea for that, that whole piece that if they really look at it objectively, like it's not that, that, that simple. It's just the fact of the matter is, you know, black and blue probably achieved the amount of success they deserved when you look at everything combined from the, 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 just the way they looked, they sounded, the music, and, and the, the whole thing combined. And Van Halen, the same way, they're just this giant, huge thing, and no one really says, oh, Van Halen's overrated. So there's the other aspect of it. So, yeah, Bobo Flex, maybe not the best name in the world, but if you know the history of that band, if you think that's the reason they didn't make it, you're really not paying attention to a lot of other shit. So... I have some bad news for you, Elsie. Uh, um, I'm going to have to revoke your perfectly rated privileges. Uh, uh, you're, you're going to, you're free to call it Elsie uh, rated uh, or something of that nature. You can come up with your own term, but it, it's making me look bad. And <laughs> I, don't... I uh, first off, I'm a little confused because I checked out about five minutes ago because I only listened to the first part of anything you said. Like you said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but what I what I did get was the beginning and the end, and that was that you were angry about something and that you were revoking my privilege. So yes. uh, uh, I did get the main message there. I'll, I'll counter it saying like I am using it correctly. I just said that everything you said from the from Van Halen being over not those two examples. 
I still no, no, you, you, is... you throw it out there way too flippantly. Like, we have this thing we call oh. perfectly rated, where it's like, does he, do they do this? And first of all, you were talking to the guy from Clutch, kind of implying that they're, they're Van Halen, when they are kind of a band that is where they should be. Well, uh, I, I would counter that in the fact that they are perfectly rated because of that, because they have catered to that audience, and they have all these things. And the reason they have is because they have the right logo, the right name, the right the right presence they've got they've they they are where they should be in in, so, in also like a cult fashion too well but i think they're perfectly i, I think I, they're perfectly rated i think the the name is very bland i, I think it's it, you google clutch you're not going to get banned you you, have, yeah, you, you literally have to add the word banned into their name to to get them to come up on your web search so that's a problem. They're, I've, I've never cared for the logo. They're, uh, they're love imagery. It, love it. Looks just like a trucker. Uh, yeah. But I, again, you oh, do. Look, I type in clutch. On the right-hand side, right at the top, it says clot, clutch, American rock band. Yeah, go to, go to somebody's computer who hasn't been researching them lately, and Google hasn't already kind of— I did incognito. You don't think I understand yeah, how the yeah, internet webs you know, work? That... Okay. You know what? You know— uh, 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 Here's Go to the computer at the library argument. and do that. It's shit. Okay, I'll tell you what. I will go and and and, and set up. I an got entire... AutoZone. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Here's the whole thing. I am not going to use perfectly rated anymore. You know why? Because I think the term perfectly rated is perfectly rated. I can come <laughs> up with something better. All right. So get guess what? I'm going to turn in my perfectly rated card. I'm cashing it in. You I'm going to need your gun and badge fit. too. You're very you're very protective on other things. Things. Listen. I have been coasting my entire podcasting career on uh, beating bits that you come up with me to the ground. I thought it was pods and sides. You motherfucker. Well, no, and you, (laughs) and you. I steal. Listen, listen, there's a saying that is that that, uh, good artists create and great artists steal, and I am a great artist. To our next perfectly rated segment. Did I use that correctly? Or I'm sorry, am I allowed to say that? Uh, no, 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 you're okay. Not. All right, continue. What are we talking about next? The gift that never stops giving, of course, is anything related to Kiss. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm not, and I don't know about your Facebook feed because you, you tend to kind of keep yours basically dormant. So, uh, as far yeah. as you're at your, your personal page interaction, but my feed was just littered with 
people taking selfies outside of Target for some reason. Uh, well, for some reason being that Ace Frilly Origins 2 came out on Friday. Um, and it just everybody. It's like, I've look, I've seen people who like, hey, I got the new whatever record that came out today. I had to see 20 or 30 people post not just that they got it, but they got it at Target. And you know this because they're taking a picture of themselves with the selfie cam with Target right behind them. <sighs> I was okay. like, why did everybody? Why did everybody need to go to like have to stand outside a Target while they did it? You know what I mean? They're excited. They got out there. They were legally allowed to open up their album and take a picture. I, look, I had nothing, nothing wrong with it. Uh, I, no. Nothing wrong with being happy with getting new music or even going to Target. I love Target, but sure. I just it, the rash of it is what it, what was kind of odd. It's like, is this was there some kind of flash mob assembled that I wasn't privy to? I mean, now being that we're talking about East Philly's. Freely's origins too. I'm not surprised I got left out of the the email chain, but uh, no, we're not talking about that. Uh, we uh, we got into that a couple episodes back, uh, as far as our thoughts there. But Ace really made some other news recently. Um, the uh, it's a website called So Sofa King Cool. So it's so fucking cool. It's like a metal news website, and they also do like interviews and things of that nature. And they got an interview with Ace's. Uh, Recently estranged ex-girlfriend uh, Rachel Gordon. Now, I don't know if we covered that mess of their breakup. It was kind of it was ugly. Let's at least acknowledge that. So, if I can get this right, Rachel, for no, those not completely in the camp, and I'm kind of I know a little bit about her, but I think this is that his girlfriend or slash wife of the last ten years, or call the wife, and then and then she's also been the one saying things about some pretty big accusations about Paul and Gene too, right? Is this the same Correct. one? Correct, yeah. When uh, when Ace typed. didn't get the invite back, remember Ace supposedly wrote that press release that we we figured it was her. That, and that was the, okay. Yeah. To remind people too, uh, full disclosure, my own relationship with her, uh, she took me to task on Twitter over my Origins 1 review. We had a little back and forth where... Um, oh, I forgot that. Yeah, she, she what was it? The, I think the, my favorite part was that she took offense to me calling... Um, uh, Emerald, one of Thin Lizzy's lesser known songs, and I don't know what the it is. One of their lesser known. Look, it's not as well known as their hits. I don't. Do you know what lesser known means, no, weirdo? That's, that's not. That's not in the top two or three. No. No. Anyway, I don't, I don't even know. All right, go. I have. Yes. Let's put it this way. I have a Thin Lizzy anthology, seventeen tracks. It's not on there. Good. Good. I think point. that's a valid. I think that's enough for me to say it's lesser known. I didn't say no one fucking heard it. Jesus. Boy, oh, anyway. she got me wild up there. Uh, but yeah, so so, so uh, the, the so fucking cool website. They did a, an interview with her. They actually have two. There's a follow up one that's like an hour and a half of her. It's far more serious and and gets into stuff that I'm not comfortable kind of covering on the show. But bef- but it was before that was the one where it's the fun salacious shit that uh, that I was gonna send you, but I didn't. I this is I'm listening to this in the kitchen while I'm cooking dinner. And I'm just <laughs> laughing my ass off over this. Everything I'm hearing, this is this is pretty. Like I, I just wanted to make sure before I sent it to you that you weren't going to have this on, even if people couldn't hear it. You didn't want to have to explain what was so funny, and we'll get into that here in a minute. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I called you first before I sent it to you, I, and I appreciate that because uh, uh, I did exactly that. This is this is in for anybody that wants to go research this. This is only. Uh, suitable for nowhere near your work, uh, <laughs> and, and, and also nowhere near your family. Yeah. Um, you need to go on a walk, and you also need to go somewhere where there's not that many people because you will be looking like a crazy person laughing, and, or 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 putting your hand over your face 
the entire time of, of, of what you're hearing. Is that and, a, good, and, and a good enough description? That's a perfect description. And if anybody hasn't had a chance to hear it, we should we throw a link in the show notes? Yeah, if, we're, if this is our source material, absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that way they can go check it out. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets yanked sometime soon, but it uh, it's a, there's a lot of really, I don't know, gross sexual conversation regarding uh, the one and only spaceman, Ace Freely. I'm sorry, well, one, one of two spacemen. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to get into the uh, get into the inner space? Yeah. Of, uh, no, no, of, I, did, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, the best I tried, and I tried reaching out, and I haven't heard back yet. So I, I, I can't track down the interviewer's name. So that's why I, I'm just not saying more than that. But to me, uh, he gets uh, five out of five stars. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> At first, you were like thinking that he was kind of being a, a, a doofus, but I think you know exactly what he was doing the entire time when I listened to it. Yeah, um, we'll touch on that as we go. So I actually like the way it opened up where he's just like, hey, Rachel, how's it going? And she's like, there's like a pause. Not so good. Boom, we're well, off already on the first sentence. It's like right away she's like, it's not not so It's like hey, everybody always says, no, I'm doing all right. How was up? Not so good. I know. <laughs> you know it's just going to go sideways from that point. To set the scene, basically, Ace came home one day a few months back, took as much shit as he could, and left. And she's been living in this house, it sounds like, since then, and was recently um, ordered to vacate the, the property through the police. And I think that's why she's kind of in this situation now, even to the point where she was only able to grab one particular purse, which happened to have the vibrator that Ace liked to have shoved up his ass. Uh, so look for that on on her auction site, which is up, uh, by the way, for KISS fans. Uh, yes. How, how much would you pay for the vibrator that uh, Ace really used to have in his asshole? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I need I, some I think proof. We actually, I, all I know is that, that this conversation uh, went down in a way that you, you it sounded like she was in like a homeless shelter. Too. There was like 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 every once in a while there was like notifications going off. There's a bunch of people in the background. Did you mm-hmm. notice that too? Yeah, she like, said she like, was at a hotel though, but yeah, who knows? Oh, okay. It but she's be. not in her room. Here's right. she's not in an actual room. She's yeah. in a place with a lot of people in the background. I gotta tell you that the transition into the vibrator was amazing, but but more well, more amazing was the follow-up questions from the host. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like once she mentioned the vibrator, you heard a, a zipper go down. <laughs> Because right. this guy, really? he had some Zip. important. Yes, <laughs> he, he had some important journalistic questions right after. He, yeah, he I found think his, his first question, and he 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 tried to get it in, but she was still answering something else. So he waited, like a good journalist yeah, does. Sure. And once there was a clear pause, he was like, "How big is the vibrator?" <laughs> But yeah, I don't know if you know if he knew it, but it was almost like when you and I are too excited to ask a question to us, and he interrupted. Her try. I think he asked kind of like, uh, "How big is it?" Like like twice. Yes, like to get in there. He like uh, even best. She's know. like, I don't know. You know, medium size. <laughs> yeah. So you know, everybody at home now is visualizing it, and you know, at first, like uh, when he starts getting into this, because he he kind of keeps hammering home with these questions as we get into it. At first, sure. I'm like, this kind of sounds like a guy like. Could you just describe exactly how you know, like he's like the fuck, fuck that man. He was literally asking what we're all thinking at a certain yes. point. It was just like because it just keeps going. What, what about the fact that he goes? He's like, uh, he's like, oh, it's kind of weird that you grabbed the one purse that had the vibrator in it today. And then I think his froze was lots of memories with that, huh? <laughs> well, and then of course he he asks uh, what what is an excellent follow up question. He does not 
let the inter- he does not go to the next next question. All of our Canadian friend, he goes, okay, with this new elevation, I have a n- now I have to ask you this: Has he ever made you use a strap on or anything like that? <laughs> That's right. No. Yes, I I guarantee when he started this interview, he didn't he didn't have these these questions prepared. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he's a man. Yeah, this this man is brilliant. Either yeah. on the fly, does not miss a fucking thing. Um, but so- my favorite, my favorite part though was uh, was was when she revealed the fact that she was basically homeless and things like that. And he doesn't mi- miss a beat. She talks about how sad she is, and he's like, well, "Let's get back to the dildo." <laughs> <laughs> I think was his yeah. was his fa- was his follow up. Yeah, and so like one of her, like oh he asked her like well did. did he ever ask you to dress up at all or and that's where the nurse comes in. Yes. So, like, why don't you explain the nurse? Like, can the nurse come over tonight? I think is what Ace would say. Yeah, can the can the nurse come over tonight, Curly? Yes, I, I believe it's uh, uh, to, to, to to paint the picture uh, really briefly. Uh, it involves a spaceman, as I understand it, actually laying on his back, and uh, then she comes from the front and 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 gets gets down to the business with uh you know uh the uh he sets it up though. Can you give me some details on the nurse situation? <laughs> That's right. And uh, all of a sudden, just to get a little deep track, uh, there's a stranger in a strange land. Yeah, and for the people that don't get that, uh, what you're saying there, you shove a dildo in Ace's ass and jerk him off dressed as a nurse. To which, <laughs> do you remember what he said after that? He's like, I've never had a nurse do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the guy is just sitting there. Like, I, what I enjoy so much about the interview is just the fact that he's just sitting back there almost like smoking a cigar. Yeah. Just like, just like you know what I mean? Just like, and, and then he just, he just, he just, he's in the background almost. She finishes up and then he pounces. It just pushes it a little bit further into the more ridiculous zone. Yes. He stayed calm and cool. I would have been hung up on by now. There's, I would have been laughing way too hard. Right. She would have been upset that I wasn't taking her seriously. <laughs> this guy is a pro. I mean, to me, I mean, I, when, as soon as I heard this whole description of this this act, it kind of made me rethink a lot of song titles and lyrics and everything like that. Kind of like, you know, the whole uh, Judas Priest catalog oh, and things sure. like that. You know, um, for example, I mean, Rip It Out. <laughs> into the Void. Uh, into the Void, a Rocket Ride. He Wants a Rocket Ride. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, trouble Walking. Mm, it would be trouble walking with a dildo in your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Or, uh, you know, some of his instrumentals, too. Like, I fractured my mirror with my three-pronged dong. Yeah. I mean, all these things. I mean, like, like, uh, uh, you know, my dildo's broke. I'm so tired. Mm. You know, new lyrics, maybe. I don't know. There's just, there's all these opportunities. Uh, It's anal intruder time. It's, It's anal intruder time again. Cold gen rewrite. Yes, uh, no. Rock soldiers injured in the line of duty have to go see the nurse. There you go. See? Exactly. That's a <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Something then, moved you know. inside me. <laughs> there you go. You got, I had that one down there. A little no, no, stranger in a strange land and and and, uh, and something moved. Something moved was always kind of a disturbing title to begin with. Uh. But uh or, or or stranger in a strange land just shorten up that title and just call it the stranger. Oh. <laughs> Ozone. Or uh what about a, a whole whole zone, <laughs> or or even just a straight up? It, it doesn't seem dirty, but space invader, mm. torpedo girl, <laughs> Torpe- all these. Oh my god, that's the one. 
that's the one right there. I mean, that if that that doesn't just uh, that is wow. That's that of all the songs, Torpedo Girl is that she is the Torpedo Girl. Wow. To back up her accusations, uh, uh, Ace's side action back in the late '90s, Wendy Moore wrote a book called Into the Void, and I'm going to read just a snippet from that. <laughs> Uh, to see if it sounds familiar to anything we're hearing from uh, Rachel Gordon here. Uh, please. Uh, I always like the, uh, the, the the times when you read from books. Now, are you reading from the hardcover uh, <laughs> I don't think version? this came out in hardcover. <laughs> okay, so from Wendy Moore's book, you can find this on page 47. Ace had a fetish with hermaphrodites, chicks with dicks. We went to a porno shop <sighs> on Hollywood Boulevard one night because he was always trying to find videos of them. We ended up getting a couple videos and an assortment of sex toys. I got a small white vibrator to replace the one I already had, which got so overheated it cracked. Then there was this vibrating egg. Ace would want me to insert this egg into his ass while he controlled the speed of its vibrations. I didn't particularly enjoy doing this, but he sure did. He jerked off while I did this. I don't want to say what I found at the end of the egg when I pulled it out. I'm surprised this didn't win any awards. Yeah, I, the, the, this, yeah. Uh, this is the, the pros. She said she didn't use a ghostwriter, and I believe her. <laughs> yeah, I, I this. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that I just have. If I could just like do a a, a larger world perspective, um, I, I I'm now to the theory where there's been theories where. Where you know Vinnie Vincent was perfectly sane until he met Gene and Paul. I think Gene and Paul have psychologically damaged every single person that, that has come 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 in, in, in. I do. I do agree that I don't think it's them though. I think all of them are just mentally stunted, uh, th- and and I think they've damaged a lot of fans because like if you're a kid listening to this their music. There's no way you can actually grow up and be a healthy sexual human being. Uh, you know. <laughs> Back to the, the interview, though. There was a part that I think we need to hit on that um, he clarified what regular sex was. And he's like, and to me, that means penis in vagina. Uh, <laughs> and she said penis in vagina is too hard for him. Wow, was his response. Uh, okay. Uh, right. Were you allowed uh, to use the vibrator yourself? He asked her. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of follow-up questions, but but it is a... Uh, well, there is one uh, he missed. I, I wanted to know what happened. In my head, once the nurse is done, then Ace wants to watch, like, Rambo 3. <laughs> Why the third one? I don't know. <laughs> you know that's not the go-to, right? <laughs> Maybe it is for the spaceman. Uh, maybe it is. I don't but know. we don't know uh, because he didn't ask. I can tell you this much, and maybe much like people listening to this segment, I didn't make it through the 20 minutes. I made it to the 12-minute mark, and I'd had my fill. <laughs> yeah, Well, it's 22 minutes, and really, for me, after 19 and a half minutes, you probably don't need the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say, but, but, but again, if anybody else says, like, why is there a 9,000 Kiss podcast? Why, why do people talk about this stuff? Because there's no other band. You think you're going to get this from... Fucking vanilla fudge. Vanilla no. fudge ain't gonna bring this nope. this kind of stuff to you. You're not gonna get this stuff from from even your historic bands. No, the only place you're gonna get this type of, of content from is Kiss and any member, former and current. Uh, what about when he encouraged her because she's like destitute and needs money? Maybe start an OnlyFans page. <laughs> yeah, that's so. He's basically trying Have you to thought of doing <laughs> porn. Yeah. That, that was that was that was very smooth too. Yes, oh, I mean, man. I mean, you're you're not going to get this from Steely Dan. 
Oh, there's a dildo. Uh, I do I do like when Rachel kind of closes the interview. You probably didn't hear this part. Can someone just give me enough money to live? <laughs> like, well, put me in that category too, please. Can someone just give me enough money? Uh, yeah, that's right. I don't need it all. Unbelievable. Just enough. Yeah, yeah. Not a good planner, this this one, I, I would have to say. She, Whoa, you know, man. you should... Well, that, that, I guess that was time for our awkward pause, huh? <laughs> uh, I think so. I'm not sure if uh, <clears throat> you know that he is putting out a new uh, – Ace is putting out another biography, a, a new a new version of her, his uh, a special edition called No Regrets Except That Jumbo uh, Vibrator in My Ass. <laughs> yeah, No Regrets Except. Yeah, no, he's like – yeah, his next book – he's actually going to do a sequel. It's just going to be called, well, Some Regrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. To simplify it. Oh, you know, not uh, not that. Hey, uh, by the way. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. The book is called uh, No Regrets Except for That Jumbo Vibrator on My Ass. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's a very long title. Yeah. You know, it's like a a title with a subtitle. But uh, yeah. uh, Anything more you want to say on this? I definitely encourage anybody who's a Kiss fan or just likes to laugh while also being titillated uh, to check out the Sofa King interview with Rachel Gordon. Again, there's two of them out there, so look for the one that's in the show notes here. It's about 22 minutes long. If, if you're, there's one that's an hour and a half, you probably don't want to get into that one. That's the one's a little more depressing, and it might make it harder for you to still love your favorite spaceman. Yeah, and, and also um, uh, the, the, it will be just as uncomfortable uh, to listen to as, as, as our show. And, and I think at this point, too, we should both – you and I should both understand that our political aspirations are, are done for uh, once, they, once they, uh, they dig up this, uh, this, this episode. Fuck that. Yeah, you know – I'm going to be the first good... politician that owns everything. It's like, yep, that, that's me. That is absolutely me. Yeah, he was he was a front runner until they pulled up this conversation they had about Ace Freely. We hope you've enjoyed this. This this you know we're we're uh, this almost seems like too much for our show, but again, we're just reporting the news. Yeah, we're, I, we're, uh, I I I feel this information is out there. I feel icky, but yeah, yeah. we are just this this is a conversation that is available for people to listen to. Um, this is one person's story. Um, I doubt we'll ever going to hear Ace's side of it. But. I, I don't think so either. I mean, but listen, as, a, as another human being, though, hope things turn out okay for you, Rachel. If you're in a bad situation, don't mean to make fun of you in that way, but uh, your stories are your stories. So mm-hmm. we're, we're reporting the news. This podcast, it would be a sin if we did not report and comment on this on this uh, uh, this story. Would Correct. you say? Correct. We Absolutely. would not be true to ourselves and our nature. Integrity. Our listeners demand this of us. This is the kind of thing they come to yes. us for. We don't even want to do it, but no. we have to. Yeah. No. Come on. I you think you want to report? <laughs> you want to report? <laughs> You think we want to report on hurricanes and destructions? No, but the newscasters, they have to. Actually, yeah. they like doing that, too. All right. Well, let's, uh, with that, uh, let's get out of here, man. I need a boiling hot water. What do you say? I got I to gotta cleanse everything just, just talking about that. So, yeah, man, uh, it's been fun talking to you. But uh, as always, yeah. rock is not dead. It just needs new batteries. Table. The only one said it was unstable. The house was 
Christ. Hold on one second. There we go. She take my money. I ain't saying she a gold digger. She ain't messing with no broke. She take my money. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 